guys to the Full Court Blitz Sports Show. I really hope you guys are doing well this morning. It is Sunday, September 26th. So, got a great day of football ahead of us today. And uh, yeah, so I really wanted to get into, um, first off, just kind of like on a serious note real fast about all the support, man. Um, you guys have been so incredible with the support. I mean, the, the I was <laughs> I was looking at the um, analytics for it last night, and you guys, I I wanted to legit cry because I do this stuff for a passion, and just to really see it go the way that it has, um, it's incredible and. I, I, I couldn't thank you guys enough. I Seriously, when I started this, I never thought it would go the way that's going. Um, but it is, and it's it's been incredible. Uh, it really drives me to just want to keep recording, man. And I, you guys are just awesome. I Listen, I, I make the episodes, that's fine. But it wouldn't go anywhere if it didn't have listeners, and that's where you guys come in. You guys are the great listeners that choose to listen to me talk for God knows how long. And <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's so awesome. And I, I really just truly want to thank you guys. I really want to do a merch drop at some point. I think that would be really cool. I, I'm probably not clothing yet, but I might do something small like, like a mug or like a, some sort of like, I don't know sort of bottle or something I, I'm not too sure but I, I might do that and just to you know just I'm so I'm really just so happy you know thankful for you guys so thank you guys really so much let me know if there's anything special you would like to see to kind of celebrate all this going on I, I want to do something for you guys so let me know what you guys would like to have have happened here and I will make it I'll try to make it happen for you guys so let's get into this episode uh get all the tears out of her eyes and we got a good episode here let's get into it so that would lead me into this first point that we have here uh, about the New Orleans Saints. So I think the last time I recorded it, no, not last time. Um, the Saints are now approved to go back to Caesar Superdome. They're new. The they're not new, but their their stadium after Hurricane Ida, then the fire that was on that viral video. I'm sure you guys seen it. Uh, there was a viral video of the Saint of Caesar Superdome. Uh, the the roof caught on fire, and so that's why it says fire. Um, but yeah. So, Hurricane Ida kind of forced the Saints this entire month of September, basically, to practice in the... They basically practiced in Texas. So they pretty much moved to Texas for a week, or a week, for a month. And then they would play their games... In different in various spots uh, but yeah so Hurricane Ida took them out for a month 
out of you know out of Louisiana because they couldn't. And then of course there was that small fire that was on the roof this this past week. And Louisiana's mayor, I guess, informed the NFL that Caesar Superdome can host a home game again next Sunday, October 3rd, against the New York Giants. So next week, they'll be allowed to go back officially. And this is what NFL.com had to say via an email from Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards saying, quote, the governor welcomes the Saints games back to New Orleans and appreciates the NFL and other teams working to accommodate the team in the aftermath of Hurricane Ida, end quote. So that's really cool to see that, you know, they'll be able to go back and that they, it ended up going as smoothly as it did. You know, teams are, at the end of the day, it's just football, but, you know, they're also looking out for each other at the end of the day, too. And that's like, I, I like to see that kind of stuff in football. It just, you know, it just kind of goes to prove that, you know, it's not all just football and that they all hate each other. Like outside of football, there's, there's times when you have to be, you know, a, when you have to kind of take it out of football for a minute and just really look at how it's going for the rest of the world. Greg Benzel the senior vice president of communications for the Saints said that they are indeed good to go for Sunday. It'll be their first home game since the team had a, since they had to leave Louisiana August 27th before they made, before it made landfall on Louisiana. And then of course it took out their preseason finale game, obviously. So they, they only actually only played two games, not three. So, yeah, so, again, there was that fire that happened on the roof this past week. They ended up using a a pressure washer to clean off the roof. Uh, They're talking about after Hurricane Katrina, they had to use a power pressure washer to clean, clean it off. Plus, they had to fix it and stuff. I remember that. But yeah, so when they when the Saints had to evacuate and they had to kind of go to Texas, there's their their temporary headquarters, like little setup area, was in Texas. And that's where they ended up playing their home opener against the Packers, September 12th. It was in TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville, taking the win, obviously. Then they lost to Carolina. Then they played the Patriots. And then they'll return home, which Officially, but we'll go back. So that's really cool to see. Uh, That's fantastic. Moving to our, I guess, first, well, not first official piece of news, but for around the league kind of stuff. Carson Wentz is expected to play. Now, I'm pretty sure my last episode I did, I talked about Carson Wentz. Uh, they do plan to start him against the Titans today. Um, originally he was supposed to be a game time decision, but they ended up, you know what, saying, you know what, we're going to play him because they ended up doing it. I think even last night, yesterday. So it wasn't game time, but you know, close enough. 
So Carson Wentz ends up spraining both of his ankles and they're going to end up trying to play him, apparently. Uh, he sustained that again week two. And, uh, yeah, so they're going to try and play him in this game today against the Titans. Ian Rappaport has reported on it. He reported on it Saturday night. That's when they officially announced it. He was listed as questionable for Friday because he returned the practice. We returned to practice on Friday, the same day, so he was uh, listed as questionable at the time. He had setbacks, and then they were trying to push him throughout the week to kind of play him and kind of, you know, see how it goes throughout the week and whatnot. Then on Wednesday, he was, quote, throwing the kitchen sink, end quote, at his treatment. Apparently, it worked. Whatever, I guess... That analogy works. I <laughs> I don't know. I never heard that one before. But apparently it worked. I guess that's what that means. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so there was backup plans should he not be able to start, I would assume, with Jacob Eason. So, but we'll see. I, I Let me say this. I, I don't expect Carson Wentz to... I, I, I'd be very shocked if he were to finish up this game. Honestly, I, I've been watching football for a long time, and I, I don't I, I don't um, remember the last time I heard someone playing on two sprained ankles. How do you, how must one sprain both ankles? I don't know, but you know, I guess that happened with him. Again, there was backup plans should he not be a go, and uh, that's a good thing that they did that. But I get, I, I do think Jacob Eason will come into this game at some point. I don't foresee Carson Wentz playing I, I, or not finishing the game. Obviously, he's going to start. I, I just don't. It sounds more serious than we're, than it's being looked at, it's being viewed as. And obviously, sprains are never good, but. It sounds like it's a little bit worse than it should be, so I I don't think it's a smart move. They're obviously kind of rushing him here. I, I don't know why they're playing him exactly, but they are. So, kind of, should this kind of not go the way that they want it to with Carson Wentz playing today? Obviously, again, like I talked about, they have Jacob Eason, and then they have Brett Hundley who they've kind of been preparing for the possibility that Carson Wentz wouldn't be able to play today because of both of his ankles. And uh, they're get, they getting them ready for week three, should they need it. On when, when Friday came around, Coach Frank Reich put Carson, titled Carson Wentz as a probable game-time decision. And that's where I talked about the game-time decision. Well, ended up being last night, a whole maybe 10, 15 hours before the game. So, you know, he'll be able to kind of, he was able to kind of, I guess, ease himself a little bit more knowing that he was going to be able to start. So, you know, that's, um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. It still, to me, feels like a rushed decision. I, I, I wouldn't really, honestly, kind of, like, play him. I, I, I think I'd play Jacob Easton in this instance. And just the way that they were kind of talking about the injury, it almost seems like it's a little bit worse than it should be and that they should be playing him as. So it, it's probably a really dumb idea. I don't foresee it going well. I hope it does. Uh, Justin, you know, Justin, Carson Wentz needs to have a break. I think he needs a break. We're only three weeks into the season, and he's already had so many problems, even dating back to, you know, offseason still, when it was after the, you know, with the preseason games. So he needs to cut. He needs some slack cut on him, and we'll see what happens today. I'm not too sure. Let me know what you guys think will happen. Do you guys think Jacob Easton will eventually come into the game? Do you think Carson Wentz somehow plays the whole game? Which I don't I don't foresee happening, but it could. Let me know. I'm curious. And then that moves me into another quarterback, actually. The Dolphins. Did I talk about this last episode? I'm not too I don't remember if I talked about this or not. But Tua Tego Viola has been placed on injured reserve because of his rib injury, there's hope that he returns week six. So, again, I don't know if I – because I did talk about this last week or last episode, but I don't know if I ended up saying all this or not. But, yeah, so it'll be longer than week three, hoping week six because of his broken ribs – Oh, wait, I think I just talked about last time. I don't think I talked about broken ribs last time. I think I talked about how there's an MRI waiting to be happened. And that they were going to sideline them but didn't have a full. And then they're going to do full tests, and that's kind of how we left off. So he officially has broken ribs then. So Tuatego Boyola was placed on IR yesterday. And we'll have to miss at least a minimum of three games. Remember... The league has that new rule where it used to be if you replaced an IR, no matter what happened, even if you were able to come back, you had to be out the full season. Now, as long as you are part of the 53-man roster, so you're a part of the actual team, and you, then you got placed on IR, then you're eligible after week three. But it also depends on the injury. It could also take a lot longer as well but you're at least able to come back. And I think that's why they switched it because there was a lot of times where players were actually able to come back, but they weren't allowed to because of the rule that said that you had to be out the full season then. So literally guys would like get better and then they were essentially just be healthy the rest of the year, but they couldn't play because that was just the rule. But just kind of getting, you know, kind of getting you guys used to that, that, that t- context there because it, it was different at one point. They did change it. Brian Flores, head coach of the Dolphins, goes on to kind of put a timetable on, or he didn't kind of, excuse me, he didn't want to put a timetable on to his injury. He was a little bit kind of mum about it when it kind of happened, like doing a Bill Belichick type thing with it. When it came to Tua's injury, again, to re- kind of recover a timetable, didn't really specify just kind of saying that he was, he kind of went on the long, along the lines of saying, we'll see how it goes or, you know, we'll wait to see what happens at that time. You know, kind of like little things like that, kind of trying to stay quiet about it. 
But um, so if you guys missed missed what happened, it was week two against the Bills. It was on a it was on a tackle. He was he he was getting brought down, and just the way that the tackle was, he ended up getting broken ribs. Ended up getting carted off the rest of the game. Was ruled out for the rest of the game. Did not play. He had been sacked twice up to that point, and leading up until his, actually these were the stats leading up to his injury, leading up to him being out, had been sacked twice already up to that point, and had, and had just gone 104 on completions. Jacoby Brissett didn't really play all that great either coming in, ended up throwing 169 yards in a pick on 40 pass attempts, and then had four or more sacks. So they pretty much all, like, they pretty much all kind of struggled in the game. They didn't really all do that well. And uh, it was just a rough game all up for the Colts. But that, let me know what you guys think will happen with the Colts. Do you guys think they do well this week? Do you, honestly, do you guys honestly think they do well this week? I'm curious. Or Colts. Why did I say the Colts? Dolphins. Excuse me. I'm generally curious to see what happens with the Dolphins. Let me know if you guys think that they play well this week and if they somehow can pull something, you know, pull some magic for Tua. I'm curious. I, I would really I would generally be curious to know. But um Yeah, so that that's interesting. Let's get into the next thing here. TJ Watt has officially been downgraded to out versus the Bengals today. Because of his growing injury he suffered last week. So, he did... When he earned his growing last week, he was also, you know... It's it's a serious injury, and it can get a lot worse than just... I'm guessing... I don't think he... I think he just, like, pulled it or something like that. But you, 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 he definitely dodged a major injury when it comes to that area. And although he didn't get completely, he, although he didn't completely escape it because of him being downgraded out for today against the Bengals, it was questionable after being limited in practice pretty much all week. Which that, whenever you see that, that's always never a good thing either because it's like if you're limited the whole week, um, normally like you could start out. Normally, what's a good sign is, like, normally a good sign that you're going to play is if you kind of start off the week limited, but then you kind of slow, but then, like, each and every day, you kind of gain a lot more reps, and then you're kind of more, like, half and half, and then you're kind of full. So, but if you're limited pretty much the whole week, that's never a good sign in the first place. But, yeah, so he was kind of questionable the whole week after being limited, and then he missed, when it came to the actual game, week two, he missed the entire second half. This happened the first half against the Raiders, before, you know, when he injured his growing. And then this whole, it was in the second quarter, then the whole second half he was out because he was listed as out officially um, by the second half. So, yeah, it, it's, and keep in mind, too, he's the highest paid defender as well in the NFL. And he's not going to be able to play at least for, I mean, I guess we'll play this game. We'll kind of 
play out this slate of games and kind of see what, you know, what happens come Monday. Kind of see how it goes, I guess, if that's how we're kind of going to look at it at this point. I wanted to get into TJ Watt's stats, though, during that game um, when he got injured. So it was against the Raiders. He had three tackles for one sack on one forced fumble. And that was kind of it. I mean, again, he really didn't get much going, but I could see his stat line. It was it was trying to do something. I'm sure if he could have played. I mean, he did that much damage in just a half. Imagine if he could have played the full game. Uh, so, you know, it's a little – it's definitely unfortunate. It really is. But we'll just kind of have to wait and see what happens. I, I don't – I don't know. I mean, TJ Watt's definitely a centerpiece to that defense. So they're going to be missing out. But at least they're facing the Bengals. I I, I still foresee the Steelers winning this game. I, I don't think the Bengals will win. Although they're, they're playing a little bit more of fire this year, kind of. And I say that. I mean – I guess, let me see something real quick. I mean, I still think it's a game the Steelers should win, though. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I think the Bengals, I, I think the Steelers will still win. But I definitely wouldn't count out the Bengals either. I don't know. We'll see. But getting us into our next thing here, transitioning us. So last week, or not last week, this past Thursday for Thursday Night Football, when the Panthers played and Christian McCaffrey ended up getting taken out of the game because of an injury, he got, he hurt his hamstring. He pulled his hamstring or whatever it is. And now is officially expected to miss a few weeks. So Christian McCaffrey coming back into this season after getting hurt last year, a lot of hype going around him because of his return just to be sidelined again for another couple weeks. So again, expected to be out a few weeks again as he kind of, you know, strained his hamstring again after just being out last season, already out again, sidelined for a couple weeks again. It's crazy. Ian Rappaport reported on it Friday. They're not planning to put CMC on the injured reserve for right now. Rappaport did add that. Matt Rule, Panthers head coach, did confirm that Christian McCaffrey's status later Friday, saying that IR is possible, but as of this very moment, no, he's not. He's not looking at it. So what happened was it was on a two-yard run in the second quarter, it with their win, and he pulled his hamstring at that very moment. Went to the medical tent, which I I remember watching that. Yeah, he went to the finish. He went to the the tent, and then he was ruled out of the game at that point. He finished with seven carries for thirty one yards with two, uh, with two kind of carries, or seven carries for thirty one yards on two receptions. So, caught the ball twice for nine yards. After Christian McCaffrey's injury, Chuba Hubbard then comes. Chuba Hubbard then comes in, kind of ends up getting into the starter role there, moving forward. After that, ended up carrying for 11 attempts, going for 52 yards with three receptions. Those were going for 27 yards in total. And then their acquisition, 
in the offseason, Royce Freeman could also potentially see an expanded role this week. Um, not this week, but they, you know, well, next week when they play, they could he could potentially see a little bit of a role. So, you know, it, it's 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 an interesting thing. I mean, I, I do feel bad for Christian McCaffrey again. Just being out again pretty much a lot last year and then to be hyped up coming into the season because of your return, just to end up having to be sidelined again for another couple of weeks. It, it's, it's, it sucks to see, man. I really wish it wasn't that way for him, but it is. And that, that's just really how the tables are turning, I guess. Looking at Christian McCaffrey's stats from that game, again, he ended up just having seven attempts, for 31 yards, and that was it. I mean, it really wasn't anything special. His totals right now are looking at 52 attempts on 201 yards for a touchdown. Nothing crazy, and it's it's only going to look a little bit more silly um, because he won't be back for another couple weeks. And a lot of guys at this point, by the time that he returns, are going to have like at least 100-something attempts at that point. And he's going to be sitting here with like 52 still. So it sucks, man. It, it sucks to see when you have talent like Christian McCaffrey in the league and he keeps getting hurt. So hopefully he can figure something out to where that gets stronger again, like do some exercises where that gets stronger. I would love to see him be able to play out the rest of the year when he comes back. Leading, this is no, that was it for that last one. This has led me into the final thing we're going to talk about today. It has been officially confirmed as of yesterday, Saturday, that because of the new schedule with the 17 game schedule, because of the new like the no like the new layout of it, the NFL has confirmed that on Super Wildcard Weekend, they're gonna play a game. They're gonna play their last game on Monday night. Football. Now, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys have heard about this. In just the span of a day, I'm sure everyone's pretty much heard about this. So there'll be six games on Super Wildcard Weekend. They're kind of hanging on to that Super Wildcard Weekend thing, that whole theme. It was on Friday. Oh, it was on Friday. I didn't hear about it until yesterday. It was on Friday announced that beginning with the 21 season, this season, the conclusion of the weekend going into Monday, there's going to be the last Monday. There's going to be the last uh, wild card game on a Monday night. So the, the weekend is scheduled from January 15th to the 17th of 2022. And with the whole expanded playoffs last season, um, since 1990, obviously, because that was the last time. You have the one, you have the third wildcard team in each conference now because of the new play, uh, the new, the new, um, the new format of it, I guess, as you would want to say. And now it's going to be featuring triple headers now, Saturday and Sunday. That is beginning again this season. We'll feature a pair of games. It'll, it'll feature... Games on Saturday from 4.35 p.m. and 8.15. Three on Sunday, 105, 4.40, and 8.15. And 
and then the finale on Monday at 8.15, just like any other regular season game. Broadcasters CBS and NBC will feature both will feature two wildcard games, while Fox will get an ESPN ABC. We'll have two during the postseason slate as well. The Monday broadcasting game is they don't have that yet determined, but it'll begin with in the began the, the playoff expansion began obviously in 2020. Featured an additional wildcard team from each conference because of the new format. Obviously changing it to where there's only number only one number one team, only number one, only one seed teams in each conference to receive the buy. It used to be one and two. Now it's just that. And then obviously if you're in the wild card, you're you're a number two seed. You'd be hosting the seven. The three would be hosting the six, and the four would be hosting the five. And obviously, you guys know the rest. But that is interesting for sure. Man, Monday night game. Wow, that's crazy. That will be weird to see. This whole season will be weird to see with the 17 games. Anyway. (laughs) Guys. That is going to do it for today's episode of the Full Court Blood Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Again, thank you guys so much for the support as well. You guys are absolutely crazy. I love you guys so much. Thank you, really. It's been amazing. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day watching football. And yeah, I'll see you guys next time.